You may have played poker, but playing poker in Texas is a different animal. This is the Texas Poker Podcast with Tyler and Clint. Hello, this is the Texas Poker Podcast. I'm Tyler. This is Clint. What's up, y'all? And we are back with episode 71. Back with 71. And me and you have kind of started on the cash game grind a lot more than we were. I mean, for a while, just poker was seemed to be so limited due to life, you know, responsibilities. But it seems like we've like been playing a lot of poker in the last week or two. Definitely a lot of poker. Definitely missed recording a podcast. Yeah. Well, <laughs> anybody who missed that podcast, I talked to Tyler. You didn't want to hear that podcast. This dude was not... I mean, your voice sounded bad, man. I'm glad to see you're recovered. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I uh, still still have some lingering, but definitely feeling way better than last week. So, Well, that's good to hear before I go on a Vegas trip that and we're five feet away from each other, some of it's lingering. <laughs> uh, I'm like, when I, when I miss this Vegas trip, I know exactly who to blame. <laughs> Yeah, but I did play some poker before I got sick in between podcasts, and um, it was interesting. It was short. Uh, <laughs> interesting seems to, yeah, I could go with that. So I went to Doghouse, right, and I was we were playing like four or five-handed, and I got pocket queens. I three-bet. I got four-bet. So I made it. 20 guy raise. Sorry, I made it 15 guy raises to 50. I was like, well, okay. So then I made. How deep are y'all? Um, just under 500. Okay. Um, he makes it 150. I then re raise him to 100 and like 60. Wait, hold on. This, this seems to be. So, okay. So you make it 20. Then he. Three bets me. To how much? Like 50. It was a very small bet. Okay. And you four bet? Yes. To how much? Um, I believe it was 150. 160. Okay. 160. Uh, what does he do then? <laughs> he goes all in. You gotta. You can't feel great about this spot right here, I assume. Definitely not feeling great. Um. I guess we weren't exactly 500 because I had been losing. So I call. Um, he has pocket kings. I have pocket queens. And I get stacked like $400, 450 Hmm. That's. But. Did you ever consider folding here to the four bet? I considered it. But then once I put in the one. Mm, I don't know. I was like, I guess if y'all are under five hundred, I mean, at that point, under five hundred, five handed. I was hoping it was ace king, ace queen. Oh, I didn't realize that you were five handed either. Five handed, yeah. Well, I mean, because here's the thing: is like from like I think a GTO perspective, you're never folding here, but also from an exploitative uh, perspective, how many people are going to do this? You know, five bet jam with jacks. Right, or ace-king, or whatever, right? Yeah, I think you might find ace-king every once in a while. But if 
if it's not jack i mean if they're never doing it with jacks or tens which i don't think from an exploitative standpoint almost nobody is at least at these games then your range is ace king which some might not do that either although i think some some will and kings and queen like aces and kings so kind of a tough spot i mean like once you once you four bet and he goes all in this was a super tough spot for you yeah and just think that was my good play of the night yeah what was the flop on it oh dude i don't know i had tears in my eyes and stuff i don't know <laughs> <laughs> well, I was just wondering if it was like ace high or something like you could get away from or something. I mean, because I guess there's a lot of flops at being this short in a three bet pot. I mean, really, in all honesty, you're just not getting away from on the flop. Um, there was no ace. I asked him if he had aces, so then I was hoping for ace king, and I did not see an ace. So I was like, maybe. And then he turned over king. So like, but so. yeah, I guess five five handed. If you have queens, I guess it's, you're just pretty much going with it at that point. But it is kind of a weird spot. Well, this this is the weirder spot. So then I add on for more money, and I end up like getting cooler a little bit. So I end up like having maybe eight or nine hundred in my stack. Okay. And I get Jack Nine offsuit in the big blind, like four handed. The guy had money in the rack, was about to leave. Right. Okay. I'm like, well, game's about to break or whatever, but it's fine, you know. So I get Jack eight. The flop comes. Um, Six, seven, nine. Okay, so you have top pair. Um, I had jack eight, so six, seven, nine. Oh, I think you said jack nine. No, jack eight. Okay, ja- okay, six. Okay, so you have a gutter to the jack. Yes. Okay. Um, so I bet it. I get called. Um, the turn is a deuce. I'm like, okay. well, that's not great. Um. The river is the 10, giving me the straight. But not only is it the 8 to the straight, I have the jack. Yeah, okay, I got you. So, I mean, if somebody has an 8, you just have the, you have the top end of the straight. And then this guy donks into me for 100. Oh, God, that's a, that's a good spot right there. And I had just added on, and he had me covered. So I'm like, oh, he just has an eight and we're chopping. Or he thinks we're chopping. Mm-hmm. So I overbet the pot and go all in over his hundred. How much of an overbet was this? Um, well, he bet a hundred. But I would think, I'm trying to think how much was in the pot. Sounds like maybe about 200. It's probably like a three and a half X pot. Okay. So I ship it over the top, and he snap calls. I'm thinking, oh, we have the same hand for sure, right? Right. So I quickly turn it over. He turns over ace, deuce of clubs. I think, well, that's weird. Then I look at the board, and I did not see the flush. I have not had this happen to me since I started playing poker. And I definitely haven't had it happen to me. I mean, I was shook up, man. Oh God, that is nasty, man. It's a uh, well. And say it's probably not going to happen to you again. It seems like that's something that you, is going to be burned in your memory for a while. <laughs> Definitely, but I mean that was just the worst feeling ever. 
Yeah, it's a uh, thinking that you went all in with the absolute stone cold nuts and realizing that ooh, not so much, <laughs> not even close. And then like you and I had talked about before, I mean, for him he had the ace high flush. I mean, if he has the king high flush there, he probably doesn't even call. Yeah, well, I mean, with your bet, I kind of. I mean, it almost turns into a really good bluff against almost all the other hands. Because ace high flush obviously calls. King high is probably tanking a little bit. I want to say anything queen and lower is probably folding there. They probably should. Yeah, I mean, it's... you're. I mean, you because a bet like that, you either have the stone cold nuts or you have nothing. So, I mean, all that is is a bluff catcher. <laughs> Odd to think. <laughs> What's it called? You either have the stone cold nuts or you have nothing. Odd to think. I thought I had the nuts and I actually had nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler's like, I had both. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, and, I mean, you want, I mean, everyone was confused. The dealer was confused. I was confused. The guy was more than confused what just happened. So, I just got up and ran out. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, you know, it's one of those things, you know. Michael Jordan had bad games, and, you know. It's... Saying, you're not Michael Jordan, so you're going to have a bunch of bad games. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, we've, all, we've all made decisions where you're like, oh, shit, that was the wrong one. I mean, I was so shook up, I had to go sit in Bucky's parking lot and just wonder if I'm blind or <laughs> is there something wrong with my eyes? <laughs> yeah, it's a... Uh... I think I think we get into those modes where you just you see like oh god this is a this is a uh... well I was just thinking that a ten would give me like the super nuts is what I was thinking yeah and uh, I mean when the ten came I just <laughs> just saw all the money coming my way god dang man this is such a horror man this yeah this just sucks <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that was pretty brutal and then I got sick. And then I played, or I guess, did you play a session or are we going to go right into the 101 session? Uh, so I got the Vegas trip coming up. I leave on Sunday for Vegas. Uh, so let's go into the 101 session. And then I got some rumor speculation about Vegas that I think is kind of interesting. And then we'll kind of go on what the plans are there. So let's go into the 101 session and then go into the and then we'll end uh, end the podcast with kind of like what we're looking at as a Vegas trip. Sounds like a plan. I guess you want to start the one on one because you were there a few hours before me. Yeah, I got there so early. Uh, so I go there and I'm I don't know. I've been wanting to do these tournaments. I know it's not the most profitable thing. It hasn't been lately. Uh, yeah, and uh, but I find them to be a lot of fun. So I ended up. I will say I'm only doing the freeze outs. Just here in Texas, there's not a lot of transparency, I think, in a lot of the other tournaments. So I'm just doing freeze-outs, and the variance is less than a freeze-out. Uh, so we're going. So I go there, and I am red hot. I am running over this table. I'm getting hands. I mean, I'm opening just all the all the cutting and button, and just taking everybody's blinds just the entire time. Uh, and just just like I say, just starting out red hot. And then as tournaments will do, I get into a gigantic hand. I could tell the guy to my left was kind of a thinking player. He was definitely a better than average like daily like tournament player that you would find. And he was definitely getting tired of my shit. 
Yeah, so we've all been there with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, definitely some. Uh, it's a, uh, so I, oh, I open. He calls, and I have seven nine of clubs on the button. Uh, the flop comes gold for me. I flop a flush draw and a gutter to a straight. So I bet kind of decent size in this pot, probably a little over half pot. He calls a blank turn. Uh, well, no, I'm sorry, not really a blank. It was a king turn, a king high turn. And I'm like, well, all my C bets that didn't get there, ace, king, king, queen, king, jack, and all those, now I have the king. So this is going to be hard for him to hold on. I end up betting another decent size, and he makes the call. Like, this is starting to get really dicey. This is starting to get a huge pot into my... Like, I had a pretty big stack, but it's starting to really size up here. Uh, it is a king on the river. Which I think is probably one of the worst cards to try to bluff here. I mean, now... Like, if I bet here, I'm only representing that I somehow turned in river to king. All my overpair hands are never going to bet here for value, I believe. Uh, and I mean, he's called two streets, so seems weird that all the draws would break out. I mean, this kind of weird, like the only hand I could have here trips and he's going to fold. I check it and he flips over like a flop middle pair. And he's in, he told me he's like one, he's like one more bet I fold. But I was like, I was like, I just felt like that was a really bad river card to bluff. <laughs> yeah. It's weird how so many people say that whenever they win, but I don't. Well, I guess he, he might have in the moment, but it's uh, talk about result oriented, I guess. Right. But I mean, I mean, if I know exactly what he has, I definitely put in that bet, but I mean, I could not, I did not think he'd hold on with middle pair for that amount. I mean, it is a super odd story trying to tell that you floated, you bet hit the turn river, the King as well. I mean, yeah. Cause I'm, I mean, I don't have, like, all my jacks and queens and stuff like that that's an overpair would now check for the most part. I guess you could actually bet for value. I mean, it's unlikely he hit the king, too, but it's like you say, it's a very odd story to tell. It's going to be tough. You're going to get called a lot. So, yeah, <laughs> I like, I kind of thought the same thing. Uh, but that, like, just hamstrings me a ton right there. Uh, then Did you lose more than half your stack on that? Would you say, or close to it, or was it like a, or was that was like seventy percent of your stack, like eighty? It probably wasn't quite half my stack, but it was close to it. It was one of those that I mean, really, like it. It took that hand took me from by far big stack at the table to now like middling. I'm average middling this slightly, or maybe a little bit lower than average, maybe. Uh, probably just about. Average, because I, I had another couple of hands that really knocked me down. Uh, one, I let me see what you do here. Uh, I open. I'm on the button again. I open. Is it the button or cut off? No, it was definitely a button. Uh, Ace ten of diamonds. I open, which is pretty strong for what I've been opening, and he goes all in. And I, I think I opened for five thousand. I think it was the all in. Like I had maybe 
25, 30,000. I think this is normally a fold. Yeah, well, I mean, you didn't obviously you didn't open limp, right? So the blinds are not 5,000. So this is a pretty big all in, right? It's a pretty big one. I mean, I think it's normally a snap fold. Thing is, is when I've been that aggressive from the button, I kind of felt like this was just somebody making a stand. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I take it by the no money in your pocket, it was not him making a stand. Well, no, I folded. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, I mean, I folded. I, I didn't feel great about it, but I was like, well, I mean, he could, be, he could actually be going all in light here with Ace Jack and still have me beat. <laughs> That's never great. <laughs> yeah. It is weird, though, whenever, um, like, afterward we can both talk about this hand and be like, oh, yeah, it's an obvious fold. But in the moment, whenever you're playing from the button and you're being aggressive, you can be like, is he? you kind of play that mind game with yourself sometime of like, is he making a stand? Is he not? But like we've said, 90% of the time that people are just playing their hands. Yeah, well, I definitely thought like it could be like even now like something like king queen eight nine suited like I definitely think or like a lower pocket pair. This seems like a big all in for like eight nine suited from him, right? Because I mean, doesn't the blind have to be something close to maybe like twelve hundred or something? Yeah, to open to five thousand or maybe even a little bit bigger. Well, I mean, I, this is a snap fold if you're not if you're like not taking into table dynamics. Right, right, exactly. What I was saying is it's a pretty big all-in. I don't think he would do it with like 8-9. I think it's going to be more like your ace-king, ace-queen. Oh, I mean, definitely most all-ins, 100%. Yeah. Uh, and that's exactly why I folded. I was like, well, I mean, I'm blocking aces, but it doesn't mean that ace-queen's <laughs> not available out there. Uh, or like, you know, jacks, queens, kings, and stuff like that. Uh, so I end up making the fold, and then it's one of those that I kind of miss kind of get dwindled down uh get dwindled down to probably about 10 big blinds and a guy actually for just a tiny bit less than me goes all in and i end up with ace queen i'm like well this is just a snap call for me and this is why i think tournaments always make the best content is a lot of it's just automatic and he has he has queens so and then i have two big blinds get it in with jack eight suited Turn and river trips and a three way pot where one person has a flush and one person has a full house. <laughs> you want to talk about a sad dude to get it in there with Jack eight, <laughs> turn and eight, river eight, and then realize not only you're getting beat by one, you're getting beat by both. <laughs> yeah, damn. Uh, That's tough. I mean, at least you're only for two blinds. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> So I, I bust out of there and go into the cash game uh, at 101, which I got to, like, I just could not be more impressed with this poker room 101. It is so nice in there. Uh, but we go in there and start out shorthanded, which I've just gotten to where poker can get very boring and grindy at certain times. I've gotten to where I really like to play shorthanded a lot. So I'm really enjoying this this element of it. Uh and then kind of float around. Uh, I think I started out winning like 100, 150, and then kind of just dipped down, just nothing big, just kind of like, you know, kind of hitting and missing here and there. 
Uh, and then that's about when you got there. And I think I was like around probably close to even, maybe a little up 100. Yeah, when I show up, I end up like first-hand pocket deuces. I end up folding, whatever river the deuce, get pocket three. I mean, just all sorts of whiffing going on. Um, there was not that many notable hands until... Um, trying to think was there any big oh man that bluff <laughs> so i got whittled down right uh-huh i think i was in the big blind right and some guy raised and it went like call call and i had been so carded i was like you know what i'm gonna play jack four suited okay was it was it uh, it was just limped right right no i was in the big blind i got raised and i was like Okay. I haven't played a hand in, I mean, so long. And I was like, okay. I mean, that's literally what was going on in my mind. I was like, well, maybe something will happen. So I call flop a flush draw. And the flop comes, um, I think it was like seven, eight. And it was low, like seven, eight, four. I see this is a hand. No, not four. Sorry, seven, eight, like deuce. Ooh, like I would get super aggressive with this. I don't. I don't even remember what you did here. Uh, but I mean, my thinking is if you if you're playing Jack Four suited, not only have you flopped a flush draw, you have you also have a backdoor straight draw plus an overcard. So even if you're up against like you said seven eight, even if you're up against like top pairs and eight, you're you have a you're probably almost fifty. You're probably over fifty percent to win here. <laughs> So the guy, someone bets forty five. The other guy calls. Okay. And I'm sitting there thinking, like, am I jamming it here ever? Uh, How much did you have in your stack at this point? Three hundred. I think with these, I usually go really aggressive, but on a bet and a call, you're probably not getting the fold, and now you're getting a great pot odds. I think I call. So I did call. Okay. The turn is a jack. Oh, okay. So nice. now I have top pair with a flush draw. Okay. Guy leads out for 75. The other guy calls a 75. And I was like, wow, I mean, this is just, I mean, I'm about to face the music with what happens when you play Jack Four suited. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So I go all in for $265. Um, first guy folds, second guy is tanking and he folds. They asked to see the run out. It's a 10 offsuit 10. The other guy said he had Jack 10. I don't know what the, I think the other guy had a flush draw. So my Jack was dominated and my flush draw might've been dominated. God almighty, man. What a, cause I think I lose with this hand. I think, like, at this point, I think the jack has enough showdown value that when I bet and get called, I'm getting called by better, and that most of the time... Because, I mean, you're obviously doing this for kind of value protection, right? Um, Yes. All, mainly um, protection, right? I mean, because there's not that much... I mean, I guess the jack can make some straights, right? But more charging the other flush draws. Yeah. 
and straight draws. I agree. Uh, yeah, this is kind of a uh, this is I thought the, I thought the way you played this hand was very unorthodox, and I was like, I think I lose this hand almost ninety five percent of the time because I don't think I jammed there. I think I think well, I've got I've got equity and a top pair with some showdown value now. I'm more likely to fold. I mean, not fold. I'm definitely not folding. <laughs> uh, I'm more like I'm more likely to call, and so that was a. Uh, I thought, man. Well, with that guy calling behind, really incentivizes me to to jam there, right? That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, because I mean, that's I mean, basically like a squeeze preflop. Everybody's nobody can have that strong of a hand, and well, especially with the exact player who it was. Mm-hmm. Was more of a recreational player, so his straights and everything, he's jamming there, or he's raising, yeah, yeah, exactly. So I was like, well, and then the best part is like the guy who was originally raising, then is hamstrung with the guy flatting behind him. You know, so it's not like he gets to see fold. Then he calls, he's next to act, so he still has the player behind him, which then makes him fold. Yeah, that was a. That was a very interesting hand, man. That was a. I was like, oh my god, thank God I won. <laughs> I was like, cause that would have been the weirdest. If it would have gotten call called and I had a bad flush draw and a worse t- drawing to just the four, three fours. Well, I think like once you hit a hand that strong with top pair and a flush draw, it kind of is what it is. But I tell you what, if you get stacked on it, the only thing you can be like, this is what I get for playing Jack Four, right? Oh, hundred <laughs> percent. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go over a just a hand where I mean you want to talk about play like complete chump. Uh, <laughs> I have Ace King, <laughs> so it's a uh, I raise uh, I raise big I raise decently size and get called. I can't remember if it was a three bet or a just a big raise over limpers. I think it was just a big raise over limpers. Uh. The flop comes four four, no, it comes deuce deuce four, and I'm like, well, this is just a great flop for me. One is the ace is normally good here, and number two is since I was the big raiser, I mean, I have aces, kings, queens, the best possible hand this guy can have is like pocket sixes or sevens. I mean, not many. I mean, against this raise, not many fours and deuces. So I raise decent size and get a and get a call. Uh, the turn is a four, so now it's four four deuce deuce. And I mean, it's one oh one where there's a bad beat jackpot and everybody's like ooh because I mean I'm like I'm like they're like it's is it gonna be a bad beat? And I'm like definitely does not seem like it. But it's a. Uh, but I'm like, is it though, Clint? Is it? <laughs> so yeah. So we go. I'm like, well, again, this guy does not have a four here. He doesn't have a deuce here. So I, he can only have like a very small pocket pair. And I'm like, I'm just gonna keep the pressure on. He checks to me. I bet big again. He calls. I'm a little nervous. And, oh, I did not have ace-king here. I forget what I had. It wasn't a pocket pair, and it wasn't ace-king. It must have been, like, king-queen or something. It was king-queen suited is what it was, because the river's an ace. And he's, so he pauses for a second, and I'm like, I am about to, I mean, because now 
all my bluffs, like ace-king, ace-queen that just bet all the way down, are now a pair of aces. And, again, I feel like he's very capped out. I mean, I'm like, when he checks, I am going, I mean, this is going to be, he's going to really have to be a tough spot here. Well, weirdly enough, he dunks $160 into me. Now, if I go all in, it's an extra, like, $90. <laughs> I'm like, I think I might have misread something here. I'm like, well, okay. I fold. I mean, now, I mean, there are no bluffs that are getting through. And now, somehow, this guy has a monster on this board. And he turns over his hand, and I was bluffing into quad fours for what would have been three streets of value. Uh, so a little bit of a misread by me, thinking that he could he had to be fairly weak here. I mean, he was probably not going to fold quad fours at any point in time. Yeah, probably not. Yeah. I would have loved to see you try, though. Yeah, I would have loved to see me have quad deuces there and, you know... Be be walking away with thirty thousand, but uh, so that was a uh, that was a little bit of a because I was actually up a little like I think up like a hundred fifty bucks or whatever until I just go with this multi street bluff into the nuts. That's not a good that's not good poker strategy. Don't bluff into the nuts. I guess you had another ace king hand too, right? God, uh, the, another ace king hand. Are you thinking about one in particular? Yeah, the one that um, I called and the other guy to our left call. Oh, God, I remember <laughs> this. Okay, so this is a pretty interesting hand, too. I It's limped around. I have ace-king, raised fairly decently size. Uh, get called by Tyler, another guy. I'll say like one or two others, maybe. Yeah. Uh, the flop is a complete whiff. Queen ten four. Queen ten four. I check it. Everybody checks except for one guy. And the the problem with being is this guy bets ridiculously small in these pots. Like I remember, because I remember counting it out. It was ninety dollars. There were six players in this pot. So I remember counting it. And uh, he bets twenty five. I'm like, well, I've got two over cards and a gutter to the nuts. I mean, 25 to now win 115 seems like a good price to peel. I call, so does Tyler. Uh, the turn is a king. Is a king. So I check it again, and you check it to him as well, right? He bets 75. Is it 75? Well, once I once I turn top top here, I'm not loving. There are a lot of two pairs, but I didn't peel to get to get to top top and then just to fold for a not a huge bet again. Uh, I call, and you call, correct? Yes, I call. Okay, the river comes. God, the, the like river. a three or a deuce yeah. offsuit. So I check, you check. And then he goes all in for like what one sixty? Yeah, like one sixty, one sixty five. Yeah, this is one of those like weird spots where I think I played this hand wrong, and I don't know where I really went wrong. But I mean, I got there with top top. But now that he's gone 
now that he's continued to bet the turn and the river, there's just too much out here. And I kind of, and, and even getting good pot odds, I kind of tank fold. And you were saying if I call here, you're going to fold, right? I believe so, yeah. So I was in the moment I was thinking. So I fold, and you, you, uh, tell, you say the rest of the hand. I call, and I had king four. And I was thinking I had just counterfeited. I was hoping I had just counterfeited queen 10 with turning a better two pair. Right. He actually had queen four for a different flop two pair that I then counterfeited on the turn to scoop the pot. That was such a hilarious. That was such a hilarious. Uh, well, what was funny there. is whenever, um, well, it was kind of a dicey call for me. I was kind of like, well, but for 160 into that pot, it was worth it. Um but once you realize that you had raised pre-flopping up called by king four and queen four, that was funny. <laughs> yeah, because I didn't really. Because one guy at the time, he's like, "That got dicey quick. That got that got uh, escalated quickly." Or, yeah. or he said he just said something else. I forgot what he said, but he said something. It wasn't it escalated quickly. He said like, I forgot what he said, but it was something. Um, Maybe, yeah, but yeah, he's basically calling attention to how light everyone's calling Clint's raises. Yeah, and I was thinking like he was mentioning the flop and the turn, and I wasn't really paying attention. And then I real, and then I realized like king four and queen four. I'm like, this is, I mean, both off suit too. Neither suited <laughs> are calling my. Uh, it would, I guess it was only a fifteen dollar raise, but Into still all the limpers. <laughs> still. <laughs> So I gave Tyler shit for about an hour for calling me with King Four. It's my lucky hand, though. I win so many hands with King Four. Well, add another one to the list. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I won so many with King Four. One in uh, what's it called? Um, Mohegan Sun, too. <laughs> well, guess King Four. Just don't try to get you off that. Uh, we had a kind of a weird table, right? Because I was kind of glad to see that guy get stacked. Because I was very. He was betting so small into the pots. I mean, I just kept peeling against him. <laughs> right. Because, I mean, I have some equity, and he was betting like one-sixth and one, like some, like around one-sixth pot usually. So I was kind of glad to almost get at him getting stacked because I kept peeling, but, I mean, kept missing. I mean, it only takes one to hit, but it was very kind of a weird, he had a weird way of playing, I will say. No, absolutely. And then we end up, instead of him, we end up with a couple others that take a spot. Because I thought the game was about to break, and then literally we have a full table at like 2.30 in the morning. Uh, and instead of betting one-sixth in the pot, like there's three people who are betting two and three times the pot on every flop, it seems like. Yeah, and I was getting crushed because I would open like... Jack 10 suited, which is my normal opening range, right? Right. I make it 20 pre-flop. Go like call, call, call. The flop comes jack high. I would bet and get raised to like 3.5x pot. Yeah. On like just a jack 5, 3 board or something. Yeah. I'm like, well, I guess I fold. And then it just happened over and over again. I mean, then I'm now all of a sudden I went from being up quite a bit to now down. And I'm like, well, I mean, you can't. Well, my whole thing was I was like, well, am I now just limp calling? Because making it 20 to then fold on the flop doesn't seem great if I'm not going to stack off with top pair okay kicker. 
Well, I think this becomes more complicated the deeper you are. Because I was actually on the opposite end where I had whittled down so much. I was like at 250. And I'm like, well, if I hit any of these hands, I mean, it's it's, it's going to be close to stack-off time for me. Uh, but, I mean, if you're deeper, like, I mean, you, I mean, you can't stack off with just top pair or else, I mean, but on, like, as I'm shallower and shallower and seeing what they're doing, it's more logical to do it. 100% for you. For me, I just, I mean, I hemorrhaged money for the first, I mean, hour that they were there or yeah. the table, the new dynamic started. So, it, like, they got me out of a, a couple pots and then... But I was like, well, eventually I hit something, and I, and then I kind of like went just card dead, where I wasn't playing any pots for like probably about a forty-five minutes to an hour, uh, and then bored as shit. And then it's like, it was a decent race. This was a very speculative call because I think it was like twenty dollars. Goes around to me. I've been folding forever and a day, and I have four six suited. Four six. Oh, suspects. I remember this. Uh. And I remember exactly what happened. You opened it up to like 15 and he min clicked it to 30. And it went like call, no, call, that call. Was the flop. That was on the flop. Was this it? was uh, this was a pre-flop. It was just a call. Are you sure? Because I thought I remember it being pre-flop and me thinking like, can't you ever have anything good pre-flop and just ship it on these guys for min clicking it to you? I remember thinking that. Oh, I think you're right. I'm, now, I'm now about, I, I do believe you're right here. I'm about 100% sure yeah. about that. Because I remember watching this hand being like, too bad you don't have something good here ever. Because, like, you make it 15, he makes it 30. Everybody calls with no respect to your open. And I'm like, well, I mean, have aces here one time? You're right. So, yeah, that was exactly what happened. Because I, like, raised it. It was like the cutoff or button. I'm never playing this from, like, early range, especially at this table. Uh, and he does like I, pre, I pre-flop raise, and then he re-raises. I think there's a call in between, and there, I thought there's a few calls. I thought you were from early position. I don't think I raised. I mean, I thought you had like aces, ace, king from how early you were. Because I remember, I remember this hand because I was watching it, being like, I mean, you have all the aces, ace, kings, queens, kings, jacks. T- I mean, well. Somehow, four six of spades. Uh, somehow, I'm in there with four six of spades, and we get in there of the flaw. I was floored when I saw you turn the hand over. Yeah. It's a... Uh, so, we go, and then... But I think you're right. I think I did raise. I did get min clicked. But, I mean, for... With with this hand, like, I'm never folding to a min click raise. Definitely not. So, pre-flop. And so, there was, for sure, more than one caller after the min click. So, the... Flop is not a great flop for me, but it wasn't bad either. It was queen high, I remember, and I hit the four, and there was a backdoor flush and straight draw. Uh, so it had to be like queen, I think it was like queen four, I guess probably like five or something. Uh, it actually checks around. The turn is a six. I end up betting 50 and then get re-raised to... Yeah, there was a one because it was... That's why I ship it here. I bet 50. The other guy who's been kind of really aggressive makes it 100. Another guy calls the 100 because I was thinking, do I ever just make this call or... 
am I just shipping it here every time? And then once that other guy calls 100, I'm like, zero chance I'm ever, I mean, this is just a ship. Uh, I just, I end up shipping it. The other guy kind of like tanks for like, but not long, for like five seconds. He's like, whatever, and calls. And the other guy folds and two pairs. The other guy had ace queen. So, which I thought was very weird. Because, I mean, he had all the flush draws that could uh, call. And, I mean, it seems like he would have bet. If he bets the flop, I'm, depending on how much, I'm just... Actually, I'm probably calling there. Like, if I hit that four with the flush and straight outs, I might... Either way, it was a gigantic pot. <laughs> yeah. So, that puts me very way back up. Uh, well, did you have any? I know I remember the last hand I had was it was fairly interesting too. Did you have any interesting hands in between there? Um, I got value from pocket jacks where I probably shouldn't have, which was pretty nice on a queen high flop. Remember, I bet. Oh God, I remember this. I I was so confused on the river because I didn't pay attention to it during the flop, and then I was all I saw was you bought bet into the river here and get called and somehow get called with pocket jacks on a queen high board i bet the turn too you're gonna have to go over this because i (laughs) I am so lost on how this happened um i have pocket jacks i raised pre-flop i raised to i raised big i raised to like 45 um i get one caller the flop comes queen high I check, he checks. The turn is a brick. I bet 30. He calls the 30. The river is another brick, like a low card. So I bet 50. He calls the 50. And uh, I turn over jacks. I'm good. So this is one. Once he checks the flop, you just know he's very unlikely to have a queen. Yeah. And just was going for like thin value the entire time. Mm-hmm. I thought you played this exceptionally well. Thanks. That one, that one was, in, yeah, I like getting value there. Yeah. Oh, I had two other interesting hands. Well, I mean, there were two or three. But um, I had the one where I had um, eight, nine suited. And the flop comes king. Uh, six, seven. Right. So, um, so you flopped open ended. No, 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 no. I didn't. It didn't come six, seven because, um, I ended up with the nut straight. I must have seven, eight. That's what I had. I had seven, eight. What did the flop come? Um, five, six. Okay. King. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I mean, that's that's fine. Yeah, and it's three ways. And there's a flush draw. And the turn... So, sorry. So, guy bets flop. I call. Guy behind me calls. The turn is a five. Which um, made me the nut straight. Okay. I forgot what I said I had, but basically, the turn made me the nut straight. Okay. But... After my doghouse experience, I saw that it brought in the front door flush. Guy leads out for 25. I call the 25. 
the third guy raises to like 125. Okay. The guy, the other guy calls and then it's on me. And I'm like, well, I have, I mean, I know it doesn't matter that I have the best straight you can have here. Yeah. I mean, the front door flush comes, it goes bet, call, raise, call. Yeah, 100%. So I was like, well, I fold. And um, then it goes check, check on the river, which was weird to me. One guy had a set of fives. The other guy had king crummy kicker. I mean, this is one where it just. And the guy who raised 100 was the one with king no kicker. And he didn't understand why it wasn't a good raise either, is how crazy that was. Uh, when you're playing against super, super amateurish players, it can just be hard to read hands. I mean, I think this has to be a, I think this has to be a fold all, every time. Because uh, even bad players are not going to be you know raising with that hand that often. Uh, this is just one of the weirdest spots. I mean, the guy who had a set of fives, it makes sense to call because they were super deep stacked. And he can, I mean, he can just get a full house and stack a flush here. It's a, I don't know. I, it was one of the weirdest lines I've ever seen taken, even even for new players or... Just anyone. Yeah, just anyone. I mean, just super shocking to me. Yeah, so that, that one was hurtful. Um, I'm trying to think if there's there's any other interesting ones. I could have sworn there was at least one. More. I had aces, but I mean, I got fifty dollars pre flop. Got one call, and he folded the turn, or sorry, he folded the flop bet. So that was not that interesting. And then the hand of note. Um, I ended up getting kind of whittled down. I'm right at about starting stack. I get ace king on the button. It goes everybody on the table limbs full table. Guy to my right makes it um, like 50. Okay. Uh, sorry, 45. I make it 150. Everybody folds. He ships it all in. I call. He has pocket jacks. I have ace king. Run it out. I brick. I go home. Nothing. Yeah. So. Uh, I do have an interesting hand. And I'm going to do a, a quick hand just because it kind of comes into play here. Uh, I have ace jack suited, and I think I, yeah I three bet or raise or I guess it's hard to remember if I three bet or raise big. Especially in these games, whenever there's like the straddle and then some people are min clicking, yeah. it gets so hard to remember if you're three betting raising or if you're calling some weird bet that makes no sense in these games. I mean I've noticed that. Because, like, same thing with that doghouse. I was like, I three-bet. I might have been in the straddle. I mean, it's very hard whenever you start playing these games where you get those under-the-gun or button straddle, and then someone opens it to 12. Yeah. It's easier if we had a device to take notes on, like a phone. Dude, if you could write that. If you could figure that out and say, I'm tired of watching you put ink to, your ink pen to paper. <laughs> the uh, So, Ace Jack and... The guy kind of and like there's it's this re this really crazy splashy guy who keeps overbetting the pot, and he goes and I miss on Ace Jack suited Ace Jack of Spades flop nothing I see bet he calls I check and then he bets just gigantic and I fold and he's like what and I mean I've noticed these guys get a kick out of just being like you're an Ace King Ace Queen or whatever and I got you and I'm like yeah I mean 
sure, I guess. I mean, at some point, I'm going to have aces or kings, and you're going to do this as well. But I'm like, oh, yeah, that's a... Uh... But I go and end up in another one where it's a straddle pot, and I raise fairly big. I have pocket tens. I mean, it's called everywhere. I'm like, please let me flop a set. I mean, I, I mean, this is a table you're not getting no action on. So let me flop a set. Well, the flop is golden. Ten, seven... Four or something. Uh, I can already see the the guy who's like real super splashy looking at me already to see <laughs> what I'm gonna do. Uh, and I'm like, well, I'm not a big fan of slow playing, but I do want to add a little bit more of it in my game because I just never do it and I feel like I'm unbalanced. And I'm like, well, then I can see what happens here. Especially from early possession. I check it. So not the normal route I would go here with this big of a hand. But top set, you are limiting what other people have as well. Uh, well, it checks to that guy who doesn't disappoint. He bets 75, I believe. Comes around to me. I call. Everybody else folds. Uh... The turn is not a good turn for me. It's actually a jack, making the only draw available a hit. So I check it again. He bets like 150. Or no, it's like 115. Uh, comes to me, and then it comes to me, and I'm like, I don't love this turn, but if I flop top set and that in the, the crazy action player is going to hit an open-ended straight on the turn, then it just wasn't my day to win, to, to go. Uh, I make it 300. And he says call, puts in all his chips, and it's actually, he still has like 100 left. Like 150, 160, yeah. Was it that much? At least 150. Okay. it's uh, So, we, and then we go to the river, which is an ace, which doesn't mean it do anything i snap i just go all in he kind of just he hauls for a, quite a bit and then ma makes a fold shows a nine ten of clubs where he flopped top pair and turned a flush draw uh so this was a really great hand i mean me and tyler went over this and i think tyler's right and my turn bet is kind of a gaff in that i didn't go all in yeah, well, especially whenever he folded that hand face up, too. Yeah, it's... Well, I mean, and so here here was my theory on it, on why I played it the way I did, is at the moment I was trying to get something... Like, I knew, like, eight, like seven, like, eight, nine is calling, obviously. It's the nuts. It's got me beat. I'm like, what can call a gigantic bet that I have beat here? And I was really running out of hands that made sense. Like, maybe Jack-10. And I was just running out of a lot of hands that I, I didn't want him to get away from. And I figured once he calls that turn bet... I mean, 150 is now... Like a one-sixth of that pot. I, I mean, he's, he's, he's going to be, be... some tricky man. He's going to be... Ri yeah, he's going to be roped into like a very light call on the river, too. But looking at it, especially with those hands it probably should be an all-in because Tyler kind of mentioned that and we went over it 
And I do agree with your analysis that we went over. Well, here's my main point on it was you had the exact type of hand I thought you had, um, you know, super high value, right? Um, and uh, he had the kind of hand, the exact hand I kind of, I thought he had. Mm-hmm. Super draw heavy hand, right? Yeah. So, and the whole thought was for me, and your 300, I forgot what his bet was, but it was gigantic. Your raise. Yeah, it was a, it was a big, well, it wasn't gigantic compared to his raise, though. It was only, this is not even three times his raise. How much did he make it? He made it 115. I made it three. Oh man, I'm hating the three even more now. Yeah, I, <laughs> I mean, mean God, uh, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, me and you are on the same page, like now, in, yeah. in retrospect. Yeah, because in the moment I was thinking, I mean, this is just an obvious ship it situation, because anything that's calling three is calling four and a half, right? Um, I was just at a loss at hands I was targeting at this point. I thought you were targeting flush draws and straight draws. I mean, the only straight draw got there on the turn. I'm definitely, I don't think it's my exact target. No, flush draws, flush draws, other two pairs. I mean, but it doesn't guess, really matter. I guess two pairs, but I mean, I'm blocking almost all the two pairs. I mean, I'm top, I mean, it was like 10, 7, 4. I mean, I mean, I guess he's a guy who could be playing 7, 4. No, but, I mean, the theory still remains the same is whenever you have that type of hand. I like you charging the maximum there. Yeah. I mean, because once it bricks on the river, I mean, even if you're, because if he's going to call 300 with a flush draw, he's going to call four and a half. Yeah, I was. I mean, that could have been a set over set situation right there. You know, afterwards, I was like, that's kind of what I was thinking. I was like, it could be like, that's, I'm losing value from set over set and stuff like that. Set over set, jack 10. I guess I didn't want ace 10 for it to be easy fold. But I guess ace 10, I don't know, he called with knight. Well, I guess ace 10 is probably folding to 300, just the same as 400, though. Exactly. So, yeah, you're, like I say, I was trying to get hands in there that I was beating on like kind of a not a great turn but yeah in retrospect once you went over it uh definitely something i should just be pushing all in there yeah that was that one was odd to me um but in hindsight you know yeah it's i mean in hindsight i mean on the good side thank god it wasn't a club (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's all that matters (laughs) yeah um, I don't think we're going to have time to talk about much of your Vegas trip here. We've almost had an hour. We'll just go like a quick five minute. Okay, I heard a rumor, and this is going to hurt me so bad. <laughs> so I, it's like, I'm not going to Vegas. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I heard there's a rumor that Caesar's Palace might close their poker room. God, that'd be horrible. I mean, for someone who stays at almost all Caesar's uh, hotels and doesn't really like the Bally's poker room, although it's supposed to be remodeled, I mean, you want to talk about someone who's going to be super sad. It's going to be me. I mean, that's always just like a staple of the Vegas trip is going to Caesars. It's almost always the first place I get. I mean, it's not the nicest. It's not my favorite, but it is. It's definitely one worth going to. Yeah, it's definitely. It's one I hit every trip because one is Caesars. I can stay at a lot of Caesars hotels. It's very convenient. It's, I mean, and big. And it's is something I really enjoy. I do like their poker room a whole lot compared to some others. Uh, it's nice and open. It's by the sports book. So 
I think the stems, like their valleys, is going to thirty. Po- like the valleys poker room is supposed to be gigantic, so it's a. Uh, so they're trying to close it to, like, cut their competition of themselves. I think that's the theory, but I mean, it's not. It doesn't really mean that they're going to close Caesars, but. I mean, if they did, I mean, I tell you what, I would be super sad about that. You'd be so sad if they, like, just close it, like, as an experiment to see how much more traffic it would bring. Oh, yeah. And just when you're there, and then it's, they just reopen it, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's going on, it's there now. So, I mean, maybe I'll definitely go and play there to swing the tides for that one person. <laughs> uh I well, I'll tell you what, don't go to Bally's. Like, why? I only wanted to play at Caesars. <laughs> Uh, we, I'll go over the quick uh, ideas for poker here. I'll probably, uh, I'm definitely gonna try to make the Thursday West Westgate uh, Trooper game. I had a lot of fun on there last time. Uh, the Aria, the Win. I haven't played at Mandalay Bay yet, and I still want to give them, you know, go and see what that's like. It's one of the few poker rooms I haven't played in Vegas, so those are some of the ones I'm wanting to do, and. Uh, We'll see kind of what happens. Right, and I guess we won't have a podcast next week because you'll be in Vegas. Yeah, we'll, so it will be a week late. <laughs> so but at least when we come back, we'll actually have some poker sessions to go over. So like I say, we're kind of back on the cash game grind quite a bit more now, So, like, which puts more content, more hand histories, and more everything into the podcast. Nice. On that note, this concludes the Texas Poker Podcast. We'll talk to you next week. That was the Texas Poker Podcast. Go ahead and rack up, add time, and we'll see you next week.